Well, our friend Yankee Meyer is with us live via telephone. He's, of course, from Misaskim. You can imagine with the tragedy of the Sassoon family that happened on Shabbos two Shabbatot ago, you can imagine how dedicated and busy he and his staff have been um, both during and uh, during the aftermath of this terrible tragedy. And now there is a uh, a campaign going on, which Yankee is going to explain to our audience. Yankee Meyer of Misaskim, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nochum. We should mention, by the way, in addition to the seven lives that were lost in that terrible tragedy, we should mention that two of these Sassoon family members are uh, are still, uh, I assume, hospitalized and still in need of a Rafur Shalema. Any update you can give us at this point, Yankee? Uh, speaking to the family last night, yes, they're heading in the right direction, but they still got a long, long way to go. Uh, the burns that they sustained were severe burns, and prior to them tackling the problem with the burns, they have to make sure that all their breathing problems are corrected first. Uh, they did inhale a lot of smoke, wow. and that's what they're going to be addressing. That's what they have been addressing first, and Baruch Hashem, it is heading in the right direction. They are hopeful, but they still, we can't stop our tillers. They're still in great need of it. Um, not that we're going to go into detail now. I don't know if there's even a reason to. Um, maybe the only reason would be because we do want to increase people's awareness of uh, fire safety. But um, you would say it's indescribable the type of scene you saw that Shabbos in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Nochum, you know that Misaskin was was privileged to be standing in the forefront of many tragedies that have befallen our community. Uh, unfortunately for these tragedies that had to happen, for whatever reason, the Rolling wanted it to happen. But to stand up as community servants, we've been there many times. We've been there time and time and time again when each one of these tragedies were unbearable tragedies. We have had drownings, we have had crib deaths, we have car accidents. Uh, years ago, a fire in Williamsburg on Pesach with three children lost their lives. Right. They weren't all from the same family. Right. But what we went through this Friday night was, was just, it was just unimaginable. You know, uh, I myself, uh, headed out to Mamonides Hospital when, 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 when we heard that they were bringing in the first child in cardiac arrest. One of the children in cardiac arrest landed up in Mamonides Hospital. And we've been in, in that hospital many times when children were brought in after a fatal car accident and the doctors are trying feverishly to save a life. And the doctors will go the extra mile rather than stopping to do what they're doing and what they would say to call it that, unfortunately, there's nothing that could be done. They would wait for a parent to show up, that the parent could see that they're trying their best, that they know that everything was done. Right. Malcolm, these children passed away. We stood in the hospital. There is no mother. She's in critical condition. The father was away for Shabbos. And you stand there for hours and hours with an emptiness. I could tell you that even the hospital staff, when they heard what was going on, there's a Dr. Levine, she was the charge doctor that night, took her entire staff together with our soul of volunteers and did a debriefing right after the incident took place because some of the nurses broke down. Mm. You know, you hear it's one child, then you hear it's playing out in two other hospitals. We had to wake up numerous people at night from the city officials to get everything going the way we should be able to get everything going investigations that should be going on over here to make sure that there are going to be no problems for the family afterwards. And, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And it, it's just the emptiness that was there, nothing. You, you see these children there. 
one hospital after the other hospital. And then after we finished dealing with the medical examiner and the police department and everything else that it entailed, we picked ourselves up. We woke up the liaison to the burn center in Staten Island, and we were driven out by the police department because we knew there's a girl laying there. We have to see what she needs. <clears throat> there's no who's going to make decisions for who's going to bring down the doctors, who, what, when, and where. When we got there, there was an uncle there with her who was on his way to deal, to break the news to the grandparents. They got obstructed to go out and deal to tell the elderly grandparents before they heard it from the news. It was just one thing after another thing, and while this is all going on, we were trying to locate the father. Well, let me tell you something, Malcolm. I was there when we broke it to the father. We sat down with him. We started talking to him. And... Naturally, what would somebody do in a time like this? The screams that came out were just unbearable, unbearable. I will never forget it. And after, after like 10 minutes of him screeching and crying, he managed to pull his composure together, and he turns around and he tells me, he says, it's Shabbat today, and I'm not allowed to do this. i got to stop crying. And he pulled it his composure together, and he stopped. It didn't last. He cried further. He's only human. But he managed to pull his composure together and stuff. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, this whole story from A to Z. <laughs> and that's why we decided we opted, wanted to do something as, as a coroner for these seven pure showmas. What we had to do in the medical examiner's office, and they, they came through for us 150%. They opened up the office for us at 4 o'clock in the morning. They brought an extra staff. They even brought in a computer technician. Should the system go down while we were doing whatever had to be done as far as entering all the information, there would be a hands-on person to get it back up and running as quickly as possible because they knew we wanted to catch these flights. The extra personnel that they brought in. But at the end of the day, when we saw those seven showmen, there's seven bodies laying there, we decided we wanted to do something as a corner for them. This is not a fundraiser for Masaskin. We're two-thirds of the way there. We want to try to finish this up. The father got up from Shiva yesterday, and we opted to write a safe return and a social for Shlema for the mother and the surviving child. Yanki Meyer is with us via telephone. Misaskim, of course, and I remind you that not only was Misaskim there and all the things that Yanki described, him and his staff, his volunteers went through that Shabbos and the aftermath of the tragedy. On top of that, they were coordinators of the what essentially was a seven-part funeral. For those of you who've seen the video or were there on the spot, you know what I mean. And, of course, again, coordinating uh, with Yerushalayim, with the holy city of Jerusalem, Nitzchever Kadisha, for the final resting place for the seven members of the Sassoon family. The uh, Sefer Torah, as Yanki just described, is um, being done as a memorial to the seven members of the Sassoon family. How do people... Uh, assist you in getting to the goal and making this uh, Safer Torah complete? It's very simple. They could go on to our website, org, or at any time they could call our office at 718-854-4548. We'll be happy to try to help them out. We're hoping to try to finish this up between today and tomorrow. Uh, we're about twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 short from the project, and we hope to be able to do this Safer Torah when it's finished together with the surviving mother, together with her surviving child, with Gabi Sasson, with the rest of the family, and try to give them at least a little bit of physic uh, to show that we're going to try to internalize their memory as long as possible. 
This has uh, pierced, as I always say, Yanki, the uh, collective Jewish heart, people around the world, without any question, and really uh, any any good human being has been affected by this. Who could possibly hear about this and watch what happened and uh, be in touch with what happened and not be affected by it? And the uh, kolakavo to you, to the organization, to everything Masaskum continues to do for everybody. Uh, it must have been, <laughs> like I say, an indescribable situation, but uh, you and your staff, your volunteers... We're there on the front lines. By the way, uh, as I said to New York City Controller earlier, and I would say at any point this week with any guest with whom it's appropriate to discuss it, uh, Badikas Chametz is done by candlelight this coming Thursday night. And there's a lot of candles this Yontif and a lot of uh, hot liquids on the blech on Shabbos when it's Yontif and Shabbos together. And there's, uh, there's a lot of hot dishes that are being uh, cooked in, 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 uh, in ovens. And we could probably think of a hundred other scenarios where fire safety is something that we need to pay and smoke alarms that are likely defective that need to be either replaced or fixed yankee is a good time to remind everybody that uh that with the um with these precious neshamas in mind we should step up safety for our own families out there welcome what i could tell you on that is is that you and me have been getting together on our annual summer uh, safety watch that we've been always been doing right before the summer when we've been putting out this magazine. Right. And unfortunately, as wide as it takes something like this to make our awareness and to go the extra mile and checking our smoke detectors, you know, it's the same thing yeah, that has to show them every time after we hear of a drowning in the country. That's when everybody all of a sudden is che- checking the gates and the pools and right. what's the opening and if there's a phone to call for help. Malcolm, the fire department has been putting out these warnings twice a year for the longest time that any of us could remember. When you change your clock, check your smoke detectors. There's no reason we should have to wait to such tragedies. When when we hear of these safety features that are being, you know, offered or people being made aware of, why don't we just do them when they're being told? There's reasons that these things are being told. It shouldn't have to come to such a tragedy that we should have to be made aware of all this of an ABC of having working smoke detectors in the house, you know, and if there's a problem because it's ringing because it's too close to the kitchen, don't shut it. Place it somewhere else where it's not going to ring every time. I know in my house, when I moved back into the house, my carbon monoxide detector went off on an electric oven. Wow. There was something wrong with it, but we fixed it. Right. We didn't disconnect it. And, and, and why does it take these tragedies to get these things going? When, when you hear these things, people are reminders of safety features, we should be able to do them, you know, right away. They're being offered for our safety because of the experts that know what's going on out there. No question about it. Thank you for joining us. Anybody who wants to participate in the Sefer Torah, it will be a celebration, the Hachnasa Sefer Torah, to give chizik to the family, the Sassoon family, those remaining members after the terrible tragedy. Uh, you go to misaskim.org, misaskim.org. Phone number is 854 Correct. 718-854-4548. Yankee, I thank you. Nechad kosher v'sameach to you. And a safe Pesach for everybody, of course. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM.